1: let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Welcome everybody to the American Maiden Page Show. Hope you guys are all doing well. I'm back again. I'm your host, Zach King. I got Professor Dreg with me as usual. You know, just a couple of things that I want to mention before we jump into today's episode. I know you guys aren't have been emailing me and talking about how you disagree with Professor Dreg and all that, and you agree with them. Some people love him, some people hate him. There was someone I actually sent in an email that was like, Oh, well, I'm a you know, he's a black conservative, he sounds pretty racist, and talked about reparations. So, somebody did send me an email. I, I definitely got to write him back. He's probably gonna listen to this, but thank you for your email, sir. I won't mention you by name, but it's good to know that you disagree accordingly. uh You know, I'm not apologetic if it sounded racist because it's not. It's not racist. It's just facts. I mean, these are just things we have to discuss. But that, with that out, out of the way, you know, this show is obviously going to be different. It's not going to have the same perspectives that you're going to hear from Turning Point USA or Rush Limbaugh identity politics because they play that in the right as well. Progressivism exists in the right and the left. It exists amongst Republicans and Democrats alike. Progressivism in itself is an ideology. It's a racist ideology, and it's not something that is is, is exemplified because you're maybe more right leaning conservative, right? And oftentimes today, conservatism is a very blanket term for, I guess, people on the right. So that's why we do a lot on this show for you guys who are listening to really define what conservatism means. I think we spent a solid first two weeks of doing this show just really defining what it means, and then the progressive history behind it. So, you know, what Professor Dreg brought up earlier in our shows was, okay, reparations, I get it, because the Italians were paid that, the Japanese were paid that, but no social services, right? It's got to be one of those things. So, what, with that out of the way, I want to talk about this further as it pertains to a communi- to the black community and how it's been impacted very, very heavily by crime bills and prison reforms, which we'll d- jump into. But I do want to remark on a video that you had sent me about self-regulation, self-policing in the Second Amendment, because <clears throat> this actually pertains to the business of prisons. So we can actually tie this in real well. Professor Drake sent me a video about drug cartels down in Mexico and how they're actually uh, vigilantes. In Mexico, that actually take up arms and protect their citizens, right, when given the opportunity to do so. So, thank you for sending me that video. But what are your thoughts on that? Because I thought that that was rather interesting. That this guy was a deported Mexican guy, so he probably had lived in a a, a border state or whatever. In L.A.
0: or East Palo Alto, (laughs) yeah, East
1: Palo Alto, something like that.
0: Speaks perfect
1: English. Speaks perfect, perfect English got deported from english. yeah but he, no, but his english was still better than
0: <laughs> oh no no but he spoke very very eloquently but yeah just
1: so and and that's what was was a little bit odd was that this this guy this mexican was a was a deportee from the united states and now is a vigilante almost like a a cartel fighter down in mexico so yeah um context thoughts behind that the background so for our well,
0: okay so with that i mean um Jesus, I really want to address the emails, <laughs> but yeah, we'll jump into this real quick. So what I like about what this guy did is he literally learned about conservatism from the United States and he openly admits it. See, because I've always, and this is what people don't get. And this is what, and this kind of addresses whoever's been emailing you from the street perspective because you know when you go to a university like berkeley or or san jose state or or name some university stanford right see santa cruz whatever all the ones in the bay you learn about conservatism like okay being conservative means you're pro life and free markets and whatever things like that and then if you're the left you're pro choice mm-hmm. and you're not a racist because only you have to be a racist in the right. So if you're a conservative, you're going to be a racist because you support the good old boy network. And if you're from the left, you believe in big government because the government will end racism. <clears throat> so that's what people believe. Mm-hmm. But I am of the belief, and I'm going to prove it as fact, right. that conservatism is just Christianity. But real Christianity that has been lost in translation from, you know, from when Jesus was born over 2019 years ago till today. So there's a lot of, you know, translations that has been lost through the Bible and everything else. But street conservatism, as we are learned, is basically Christianity in its purest form. And that's how we survive. And uh, even though I'm an atheist, I'm not stupid, and I could honestly see the philosophies taught from Christianity into how we were, you know, how we survived. And um, that video from CNN—it was a CNN video which is really bizarre because you would think CNN would be, you know, anti-gun, anti-Christian, but the But dude- they
1: don't they don't actually know why they were. They just thought it was an interesting thing, but they don't know the the subtext behind it, whereas like this is actually a reflection of American values evident in Mexico cuz this was a deportee believes in self-preservation and was actually defending his own against the cartels.
0: Well, but it goes okay, but it, but for for me when I see that there's two things one what you said is correct but the other one is he recognizes now he's a conservative and he gave all the um credit literally they gave all the credit to jesus and 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 uh, and they quoted a christian uh army oh and 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 it wasn't even a christian army it was uh Because, you know, I was doing a little bit of research on the Templar Knights or, you know, the Knights Templar. Mm -hmm. um, And basically... Uh, Is
1: that Christianity or Freemasonry? Because they're not the same thing. No, no,
0: no. Okay. So this order, the, the Templar Knights or the Knights of Templar, it was... This order was started in 1119 and that was for the protection of Christian pilgrims. So, you know, like, I guess the whole multi-level marketing scheme <laughs> that Jesus made up. So when you're supposed to go spread the word, they were killing Christians, you know, because, and they needed protection. So like, mm-hmm. uh, so like what these guys did in Mexico, it was the same thing. So like an order of uh, like this whole Catholic order came about, like, you know what, we're going to protect the priests who spread the word of Christ mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's how they came about. So CNN without knowing they were totally supporting street conservatism without knowing because that's what happens on the streets. The people took up arms. They got rid of all the drug lords because the government couldn't do it. They couldn't trust the government. So they did it themselves. And, uh, and they totally admitted that, yeah, Hey, look, we're doing it the same way the Knights Templar, you know, and, and, and that vein and, um, you know, and, they said when the threat is gone, they'll put away their arms. <laughs> and I've always said that because in the streets, that's what happens. When, every, when there's peace, they'll put everything away. But until then, they'll keep fighting. And uh, unfortunately, in the States, we're never going to have that because I honestly don't believe we have real conservatives in this country. We just don't. We have no conservative leaders. Nobody knows how to be charitable. Mm-hmm. Everybody's pr- like they're looking for war. But like a real conservative, they don't look for war. They avoid it. But then they're strong, like those dudes in Mexico. You know what? Did they kill anybody? I don't think so. I think they just got rid of them. You know, they came up with their arms and they stormed the house, and the dude just ran away. The guy's still alive, the drug lord. Yeah. He's still alive, but. But they, they, chased, to, them and, and yeah, they chased them
1: out and. Yeah, they
0: chased him out and they used strength. And we literally talked about that either yesterday or the day before. About, you know, the United States doesn't have to go looking for a war. And 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 then it's just my belief about turning the other cheek. You let somebody punch you and then you take their best hit and then you let them hit you again. And I guarantee you they won't do it because they saw how you took the first hit. Mm -hmm. And if they hit you again and you still take it and it means nothing, they will not fight you again because they know that you're stronger than them. And I think that's what, you know, I mean, I don't know because I haven't read the Bible, but, <laughs> but just being a smart person, I think that's what Jesus meant. Because I honestly believe that killing is wrong. <clears throat> and, um, and it kind of ties into what we're going to talk about later. About I, I,
1: I actually wanted to bring that up, right? Because this is a good way to, to bridge the gap here. You said war is bad fighting is bad right <laughs> it's part of 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 the the crime bill when i look at the 1994 crime bill that was introduced you know the whole infamous three strikes mandatory for repeat offenders and all that kind of stuff none of that is actually if you think about it corrective action the way it was demonstrated here in mexico with this guy because the drug lord ran out like you know yeah. what i mean so that that's that's That is a degree of not just self-preservation, but it's a form of discipline almost, like corrective action. So clearly that's like, okay, well, you don't want this to happen. So this was a response to it. But this is the interesting thing because when we tie this to prisons, right, the industry of a prison, we have to remember that this crime bill in its weird way was either negligence or a war upon our own citizens, our own communities. Because if you think about it, right, just look at the data. They increased the percentage of convicted violent offenders as opposed to corrective action and increased the percentage of the sentence that they actually serve. It is like a war on your own citizens because in just the last decade from the 90s to the 2000s, prison population doubled, doubled, like went yeah. from like, like a couple million to, to like doubled that number uh, higher than it had been in the past 50
0: years. And that's throughout the entire country, doubled. Yeah. So in progressive cities, it most likely tripled because in some cities, I bet you money, the more conservative cities.
1: Well, they got their you know, vigilante; they, they, they take care of their own type of local yeah. state government. Yeah,
0: <laughs> But anyway, but then it goes back to, uh, you know, what does Simone Sanders say? About well, she deflected.
1: Hole. She didn't know. She's like, well, it was an overstatement, like a, a CNN person. it's funny because it's CNN. It wasn't Fox News questioners like so because we talked about this two weeks ago. Joe Biden hired Simone Sanders as his senior advisor, senior yeah. advisor here or campaign manager, whatever. <laughs> but I know she's in a prominent position within his committee and she was challenged with that on CNN where it was just like, hey, Simone, you know, you're supporting a presidential candidate. It's like you went to work for one white man, one white supremacist to another white supremacist. And the truth in the 1994 bill is that, OK, well, before I get into that, I want to make it clear that this bill did not increase crime. We got to make that distinction here. Where it's like it didn't increase crime. It just increased the amount of convicted fel, you know, for, for stupid stuff. Say you it got caught. Why is
0: with- sending people to prison?
1: Exactly. So like when people say, right. well, it increased crime. No, that's not true. But what it did was it incentivized cops and law enforcement to go after people for, for either if you were a first time offender or for something that was just a slap on the wrist mm-hmm. type stuff. So the truth is the percentage of convicted offenders, right? Went up and the prison time was also effectively lengthened. Right. And, Like, you know, for stupid things too, whereas like this wasn't the case in the past, but even if you like missed a payment or whatever, they could get you for some (laughs) stupid and they would do it. it. So she was not able to deflect. She didn't really know enough to to be, she just said, well, you you know,
0: what's crazy. This is when after 94, this is when they started making it a felony in California to miss child support payments.
1: Yeah, I've heard about that. You could
0: honestly be third-strike in California and spend the rest of your life in prison for not paying child support. And here's
1: the problem: and I don't know if this is unique to Canada because it's screwed up in Canada, but in, in the United States, I don't know if this is true. If you miss those child support payments, right? you get put into prison, but you still have to make those child support payments even though you're not working.
0: No, it's in California too. No, it's
1: screwed up. That's messed up. Because those payments
0: never stop.
1: And and, Right. And there are some fathers that are like, how can I make money if I'm behind bars, if I'm in jail? So it's not about just like, you got to make payments because the lifestyle of the child has to match from when you got separated from your wife or divorced or whatnot. But now that you're in prison, they don't even take into consideration that like that that's why okay, so that's a whole nother thing we gotta talk about where the family and court system is messed <laughs> well, that's up.
0: That's called arrears. And that's well, the whole point. Okay, so what you're describing is what they're called, uh, is what they call arrears. So when you're in prison for like two years, and let's say you're just to make the math easy, uh, if you owe a hundred dollars, well let's say a thousand bucks, because that's more like in in the Bay Area the average child support for one kid in Santa Clara County, Alameda County, San Mateo County, San Francisco County, Marin County, all of the counties, Contra Costa County, whatever, all of the counties in the Bay Area, the average payment for child support is $1,500. So we'll make the math easy and just say 1000 bucks. So if you go to prison, but they stopped that now because, uh, you know, with Trump, thank goodness he was president they released all the nonviolent, uh, felon.
1: Well, first step back, right? Yeah. Which I think, I, I don't know. I've heard different viewpoints. I'm for it, but I'm also not a hundred percent for it because yeah. it would let out also people who push drugs.
0: Yeah. But see again, I'm not, I'm not against it. Like, cause I know people are, dude, I can't believe you're like pro crime. It's like, because I've look, when people do drugs, that has nothing to do with the drug pusher it has everything to do like that's self-responsibility if you're stupid enough to do drugs then you deserve it don't punish the guy selling it punish the guy doing it but, but yeah. distributing drugs yeah is, because it, is, it's, it's, a, it's a
1: more serious conviction than just getting yeah, because, all dude, all the commercial.
0: users are the ones that are are, are making the demand not the dealers. It's you know, funny because the
1: dealers are, are, are selling it to people and they're not getting high. <laughs>
0: just... Yeah, because they're smart. Dude, That's but see, that's me. I would sell shit. Like, even to this day, I will sell liquor. I don't drink liquor. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's some, but that's all right. I mean, it's, you know, because I'm a successful business person. You know, everybody knows. Like, that's why I would make a very good drug dealer because I don't do drugs. I, I, but and I now always have my wits on me and I could always because here's the thing if a car dealer can rip off a stupid person by because think about this how come when you buy like a I don't know Toyota Camry one person can get it from a dealer for like 18 grand and then somebody else will pay for the exact same car and spend thirty thousand how is that any different from a drug dealer because if some dude is stupid I'm gonna sell that Cocaine or crack or meth at a higher rate than somebody who's like, hey man, like you know, I, I'm only going to buy it at this price. It makes no sense how they criminalize dealers. It makes no sense. Mm. The people that should be going to prison are the ones that are growing and kill other people, you know, for competition to make it a monopoly or whatever. Okay, so,
1: but- yeah, I, I see that. But let's go back to your point about the 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 child support payments being a thousand dollars. Cause I want you to wrap yeah, up.
0: Okay. Up. Yeah. Let me, yeah, let me, yeah. Thanks for ringing me back in. But anyway, <laughs> gotta make sure. Cause, cause
1: that was interesting. People
0: don't understand what free markets really are. Like they, they really, they're going to punish drug dealers. Come on. But anyway, and you guys believe in free markets and ah, bullshit. But anyway, so <laughs> let's go back to child support. If you're paying a thousand dollars a month, which is very cheap in the Bay area, you owe 12,000, uh, 12,000 a year. And if you're in prison for two years, that equals $24,000, simple math. You know, 1,000 times 24 is 24,000. So, so instead of eliminating it, knowing that the father couldn't pay it, now you are in debt to the county for $24,000. And the county will put a 10% interest rate Per month, not a year, a monthly interest 1, <laughs> you're gonna
1: pay ten percent. You're gonna pay an additional twelve hundred bucks.
0: Well, no, 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 because it's it's ten percent of twenty-four thousand. Yeah month. So ten oh. percent of twenty-four thousand is two thousand four hundred. So you know what I mean? So that's your interest payment. So not only do you have the twenty-four thousand, then it's increased by thirty four hundred dollars every month from uh interest and current, uh, child support on top of that big old giant bill of 24 grand that you didn't pay. So in theory, you know, this guy's looking at, I mean, cause come on, you're going to have to pay $3,500 just about for one kid. What kind of job are you going to have that honestly, where well, you could pay that off? You can't do it. It's an impossibility. So and you that's know,
1: per child, right?
0: yeah that's per kid
1: oh so, man
0: no, now imagine increasing that bill by 50 percent because it's 1500 dollars a month is, is average uh but then now they're trying to make it a little bit better based yeah,
1: but that's why historically right like that's before we get back into prison stuff one thing i want to talk about is men's rights also on this show because here's the deal people think that like in divorces, right? Men kill themselves. It's part of death culture, but men kill themselves because they're heartbroken over losing their kids, custody battles. That's part of it. It's not that they get screwed by the system as in their child's. Like I know men who have been effectively bankrupted just with a divorce. It's not even in, in the divorce itself with the, with the lawyers and all that. Cause that's extremely expensive. I mean, a lawyer for a divorce lawyer, easily could cost you a hundred grand a month because of just all the stuff you got to deal with depending on your assets, whatnot. So they're on top of that, they're also mandated to pay alimony and child support payments for each child. Yeah. You know, so, and it's like, what job do you have really say, you don't make the payments you get thrown in jail, right? Like what job could you possibly get? To really no, I'm serious. Men have have like no, you know the suicide rate is ten times higher when men are going through a divorce. It's just like that's not a coincidence here. You're you're getting screwed. Yeah. Well,
0: okay. So let me let me say this really quick. Okay. So on average, a divorce attorney, just for regular people, is going to run you like it's a five thousand dollar retainer fee, oh, and then man. on top of that, you'll probably end up spending like an extra ten fifteen thousand. But when you said a hundred thousand, I automatically remember this dude from hollywood he runs a very famous magazine that they use in a very famous movie with very famous actresses like anne hathaway and whatever and anyway it's so
1: famous so, why don't you name any names <laughs>
0: no well, i just already said it's a movie that anne hathaway was in when it talked about some sort of magazine <laughs> so that ceo right of that magazine i swear to god <laughs> this is the judge stopped him from building on his mansion. And, and even though the wife was in prison and was an unfit mother, the judge ordered him to stop building on his mansion. And he had to pay the $12,000 a month in child support or whatever. (laughs) And uh, like per kid. And there was two kids.
1: Oh man.
0: So he had to do all of that stuff. And uh, wait,
1: twelve thousand a month per kid.
0: Yeah, but he was paying it to the state, not to the wife, because the wife was in prison for drugs. <sighs> and uh, anyway, so long story short, I mean, I don't have all the details. I, I'm just going off the top of my head, so you know, forgive me if I'm wrong. I doubt if he'll sue me, but because <laughs> he can't.
1: <laughs> he didn't name any names though, so it's whatever.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, but then, like, if anybody knows like movies, they'll figure it out. Because, you know, whatever. But either way, so that dude, oh man. And here's the thing the judge was like, I can't even imagine how you don't want custody of your kids. Well, maybe that, but uh, because that's how the judge took it. When the judge, you know, because he was trying to be all like, you know, like uh, a feminist, he was a feminist male. So this feminist male. I've talked about these guys, they just, they. Exactly. So because of that, because of his simping ways.
1: Simping, yeah. I was gonna just say
0: judge threw the book on him and he said, Look, if you build anything on your house, then you're going to you're going to jail. And uh, yeah, so he had to stop building on his house. He's still paying 24, dollars to the courts because they took custody of the kids. And because uh, like literally. This is how, like, men don't, well, because this actually just reminds me of of a men's rights story. So a lot of these men don't know about their rights, and they give away their rights because they're feminists. So a judge was literally trying to help this man, but the guy didn't want his rights. So the judge goes, well, I'll send you to prison then. And you're still going to have to pay the the child support, but you're going to pay it to the court since we're taking your kids. (laughs) but anyway that's that's that was a a weird tangent but but i'm telling you we really have to get into men's rights because yeah men don't even know they have rights because they're all feminists they're all simps and and, oh you have no idea how important because even the richest dudes don't even know about men's rights
1: well when jeff bezos will split from his wife and pay her 60 billion dollars i mean
0: but then again, he kept 70%. She took 30. Oh. That's how rich he was. You know what yeah, I mean? It's I like, it's... so that's like 60 billion. He still has like two something. He's super rich. You know what I mean? Because uh,
1: mention he could probably make that stuff back within five years, knowing how Amazon doing <sighs> tariffs well, I mean, and all Jesus. that.
0: I, I, I don't know. Like, because here's the problem with what Amazon is. Walmart is doing everything better. And because Walmart is growing and, you know, Jeff Bezos is really up, you know, because here's the thing, if Jeff Bezos loses favor with the liberals, there's no way he's going to make that in, in, in five years. It'll take him like 20 to get 60 billion back. Seriously, because Walmart already knows how to compete in a world with a bunch of liberals and, and, and
1: don't yeah, of money. course of course and let's we have to also mention that because don't you think that the the speculative prices of the stock is also depending on people's public approval of the company exactly well? it's based so it's
0: on just public opinion
1: yeah yeah like, so it's like it, it you like the company you like it so obviously the stock's going to be valued a certain way imagine if like some stupid not scandal because scandals are everywhere but something really crippling brought down amazon like you know what i mean and and that's the thing it could tank overnight like we're talking 50 percent, like or more and this is based on public approval so
0: well no but with people like alc you know who can who the media loves the media can destroy amazon because amazon can't compete in a world where the media hates you
1: that that's that's what happened to Uber. Remember that?
0: With, yeah, uh, racism. Yeah, not just with that, but tank. sexism with the rapes and, and all this like yeah, yeah, and, and and Uber
1: and now Lyft is well, Uber has Uber doesn't dominate the market anymore.
0: It's well, it's not in of, the Bay Area. Uh, uh, more people use Lyft than Uber in the Bay. Yeah, that's just how it goes. They got, and, they got
1: boycotted hard.
0: Yeah, so yeah, and that will spread throughout it. Like in liberal areas which are the major cities where Uber really depends on it because Uber used to be 100% uh, domination on the market. Lyft came and they maybe had like 5%, which is still big, but now Lyft is about 35, 40% of the market share, which is a huge loss for Uber. That's Mm a huge loss. So, you know, that like, that's significant and in like losing 35 percent based on media perception that's a huge loss and if amazon lost 35 percent of their market share because of the media yeah he's not going to get that 60 billion back or he will but in a very very long time so media perception the use of language in the marketplace is real significant that people have to really wake up to
1: i think what amazon dominates right now right because of their innovation when it comes to not only prime delivery but their <clears> online platform right they they allow for resellers they al- really because 70 percent of people on amazon who are selling stuff that's actually like people like you and me you know you can start an amazon business you can actually source your products overseas from like alibaba from china and sell it like yeah. amazon fba is a big thing 70 percent of resellers are on amazon If Walmart, right, and Walmart's got storefronts and employees, right? We're we're talking stores. If Walmart did something similar, could compete at those prices, and also gave people the ability to start their own businesses on Walmart at those competitive prices, then Amazon wouldn't be able to compete. Amazon
0: stays ahead of the curve. Walmart does have programs like that. But the problem is Walmart doesn't push it hard enough. But you got to remember something too. Walmart with Walmart online and their storefronts and everything else. They still do five times more gross revenue like sales than Apple and all the top five companies combined. You got to remember that Walmart does five times more gross sales than the top five, uh, companies on the, you know, like the Forbes 500. Yeah. So there's Walmart. And they do more than number two, three, four, five, and six combined in gross sales, including Apple, including, you know, but the thing is, you're correct with your assessment that uh, even though they do more in sales, the profit margin, I mean, you know, like who has more cash on hand? Well, Apple, why? Because Apple doesn't pay employees. Apple pays there are people in China, nothing.
1: And, and their brand is extremely valuable. There's a valuation behind the
0: Apple brand. Yeah, well, but, but just cash on hand. But, but here's the thing. Okay, so the operations of Apple is way more like extremely, because I don't want to say just way more. It's an extreme difference from how much, because think about this.
1: Well, because you're talking about operating costs here, right? Yeah. For all of their businesses so and stores the, and all that. Think
0: about this. Apple pays $0 in workers' comp insurance in China. <laughs> no, but it's the truth. How much money does, uh, does Apple actually spend in workers' compensation? Zero when, when they have all their manufacturing in China. But how much does Walmart have to spend in California? It's like, seriously, Walmart will spend hundreds of millions of dollars in just workers' comp alone throughout the country. Why? Because it's just what they do. And, uh, the, you know, they play by the American rules. They play by all this stuff, but they could afford it because they make five times more than the, um, they, they literally like, man, like it's amazing to see how much Walmart actually sells. But anyway, so, but because they spread the wealth, you know, they're not that, pro- I mean, they're profitable because shit, their shares are still worth like 70 bucks. You know what I mean per share? That's that's significant. That's a lot of money. That's way better than AT T. You know, so Walmart's doing pretty well, and um, but you know, Amazon would love to do what Walmart's doing, but they can't because everything, like you know, I,
1: well, the business model is different too. I'm keep-
0: yeah, but then the thing is too, they don't have the law lo- because look everybody hates walmart the media perception on walmart is horrible everybody hates walmart it's just like this thing walmart shoppers are all like hillbillies you know uh, (laughs) i mean
1: i gotta say you watch some of those videos of just the ghetto (laughs) fights that happen in walmart over stupid trivial things that are on clearance it's it gives it a bad
0: rep well no but even the guys that did the the coup because we we are in the middle Or now it's the end. But we are at the end, the closing moments of a failed coup against the United States president. And even the people architecting the coup made comments about, I can smell the Walmart employees on Trump. That's what literally they said that. That was one of their quotes. I can smell the Walmart," (laughs) Walmart shoppers or whatever he said on Trump. I can smell it. And uh, but that's the thing. It's like you know, so everybody has a bad image on Walmart. But the people who shop at Walmart, like myself, dude, we are fiercely loyal to Walmart. Why? Because it's the cheap. Like you can buy a box of Frosted Flakes, a big giant box for
1: see. like seventy nine cents or something.
0: Well, no, not that cheap. It's literally you can buy the the twenty four ounce box of Frosted Flakes at Walmart for like uh it, it's. 350. Right? And that's but you could buy the same box of cereal at Safeway or
1: Safeway is expensive. Trader Joe's is cheaper than Safeway. Safeway is not yeah.
0: cheap. Well Trader Joe's is no 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 no. Who's owned by um Amazon bought and i was on bought that whole, whole foods, foods. Whole, foods. Yeah, whole foods is post but it's it, whole foods is okay lucky. whole
1: foods is not cheap when i was living in the bay area toilet i, oh God, I, I knew this girl who bought toilet paper from whole foods you're dumb yeah. it's what you wipe your butt with and you're gonna buy it at whole foods where it's 12 dollars yeah, <laughs> like are you
0: serious thing no but okay but this is at walmart it's 350 any other store in the bay because i don't like know what the bucks. price is it's yeah, like, you know, that, like six bucks it's Almost seven dollars. It was like six ninety-nine. And I'm yeah. thinking, how is this even humanly possible? You know what I mean? It's not like Safeway employees make that much more than Walmart employees. It's comparable. You know, like when you go to Target, like because I don't go to Target because it's a knuckle more. So it's like it's $350 at, at Walmart, it'd be $355 at Target. And their employees make the exact same money in fact but, but
1: see here's the thing though i remember this and I, we got to get back to prison reform but we got to talk about this too <laughs> with with target it's like i i, I gotta I I just call have it as I, yeah. I have to say this i've worked at safeway I, I worked at a safeway for 13 months so i can speak on experience you got your yeah. walmart employees and this is just bay area perception of stuff walmart is just low right we're talking trailer park that's the impression that people get it's not because it's true but trailer park hillbilly just people who like because you know that's just how it is and and in safeways you'd have all your minorities like who are working in you know you have black people hispanic people asians lots of asians at a safeway and then target is where because everybody's getting paid the same is where you'd find all your white folks you know what I mean? It's just,
0: yeah, it, that's it, what we call it. Target, <laughs> really it's not really, it's Target.
1: And everybody makes those analogies, right? They always say, Well, you got your Walmart type people, you got your Safeways, and you got your Targets, and then you got your Whole Fooders, which are all the hippies that, have, yeah, yeah, for yeah, some yeah, reason, yeah, seem yeah. to have a lot of money, even though they were wearing like. 79 cent thrift store pants that got paint on them
0: you know yeah. no it's insane cigarette stains cigarette burns in their clothes yeah <laughs> oh, it's... Moth holes. you can see the moth holes from there like
1: oh yeah well i support 100 percent. you know compostable free food st- stuff and it's just yeah like, it a kind of premium just buying that so just go to a walmart but they got too much pride so they go to whole foods but anyways you're you're i that's that's just what i, I my impression of it but we got to talk a little bit more about that the business behind that um but wh- what were you saying about because i got to take it back to, to prisons like prisons are
0: no, because you know i actually let me share this quick story about Safeway. <laughs> 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 no like when i was a kid uh i was man, i was literally like 18 because my boy he was like you know because when i was a kid all, all my friends were like about three to four years older than me so i had a my boy he was a butcher at safeway so he goes, dude. The hiring for cashiers. Why don't you go and apply for a cashier job? So I went. 18 years old. Me and uh my friend, uh I guess I won't say her name, but either way. So we both go there. I got so when you go to the Safeway, and you go apply, you you, you take a math test, and then you do this like puzzle test to see how you uh, bag groceries. Yeah. So either way, I got a perfect score on everything, right? And then Joe, uh, either way, so my friend, she was second. She was literally ranked second, you know, a pretty little white girl. And me being, you know, like a moderately decent, okay, well, I guess ugly black dude, right? But either way, so because I was number one, you would think I would have my pick and where I wanted to work. And, uh, cause I, I already knew where I wanted to work. I didn't want to work in the ghetto. I wanted to work like in a, you know, in a fancy spot of town. And, but they gave the, the job, they gave a, a cashier job, which was like at the time, 14 bucks an hour, which is good. that, you know, because minimum wage back then was like five bucks. So, uh, cashier starting pay 14 is really good.
1: 14 bucks an hour is amazing. What are you talking about? That's
0: yeah, when, when you consider, yeah, because see, in the old days, like my boy was making 50 bucks as a butcher. See, that was in the old days, like when the unions would negotiate this and that, blah, 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 Safeway was, they had more money, but now it's, you know, uh, it's a wreck. But anyway, so long story short, you know, I was offered not the cashier position. I was offered uh, a deli manager position at $8 an hour because they wanted me to work, where the in the ghetto where the blacks and the Asians like were the Safeway where the where the minorities <laughs>
1: I think that that's also what gives me a little bit of my not ghetto but kind of perspective because I worked in a Safeway and it was a ghetto Safeway like
0: dude, but that, but I didn't take the job because I was like, hey man, I I got the highest score and I qualified to be a cashier. There's cashier openings in a place called Stevens Creek, and like all the white neighborhoods. I said, how come I can't work there? I said, because I deserve that thing. Well, if you just work at the deli, you move up, you know, to probably take a couple years." Like, yeah, but Jody, you know, my friend, I said, she got offered uh, one in Los Altos, and she lives further Mm -hmm. away than me. Because they were giving me all these excuses, like, oh, well, you know, it's so far for you and da da da. I said yeah, but Jody and I kept saying Jody, Jody, Jody. Why? Because Jody lived further away from me. But the only difference was she was white, so they put her at the white Safeway.
1: Is that racism? Are you crying racism? But
0: yeah, it's racism. That's what racism is. But but uh but you know did I complain? No, I just didn't take the job. I'm like f you guys. I I don't need this bullshit. So I didn't work at Safeway because dude, I got the highest score. And by a lot, like Jody missed, I think she missed about three, which is good. I mean, there was like a boatload of questions. There must have been like 70, 80. So that's good. You missed three. That's still an A. So you know what I mean? Or, yeah, I guess it's an A. but Or B plus. Either way, I got a perfect score. And I did the puzzles faster than anybody, you know, but they didn't offer it to me. Uh, so all the cashier positions went to these hillbilly looking like, you know, because like everybody else. Like, you know, because like I, I was done like maybe 15, 20 minutes ahead of Jody. And then Jody finished second and she got the second highest score. And then so we must have waited around for 45 minutes. And them hillbillies were still taking the test. And they're telling us how they took it three or four times. I'm like, really? Yeah. You, get, you know, what? I'm thinking, what? But ain't way. so, yeah, I really thought I was going to work it safer, but, but after that race is bullshit. Nah, but see, that's what racism is like, you know, hiring, uh, um, because of race and da da, da, da instead of qualifications. And that's the thing, that's the negative aspect of affirmative action. I right. could have got a job. I should have got a job, but because of affirmative action, they didn't have to put me in the white neighborhoods because they still offered me a job that was above minimum wage, but still below my abilities. And they could legally do that. So, And plus, I was only 18, so, you know, I didn't know how to fight back. But either way, uh, going back to prison reforms and all this other stuff, this incentivizes. So, you know, technically, what we described about how they group all of these, you know, people together based on racial, ethnic background versus ability, mm-hmm. that's what starts crimes. <laughs> Seriously, because think about it. If you got people who are not, um, you know, a homogenous group, because if you split people up based on ability, that group is going to be homogenous regardless of where they come from because their abilities are the same. But if you just throw everybody in there based on economic situations or whatever, or because of their ethnic background, like, you know, I'm not saying you had trouble with black people, but come on. When you throw like Chinese people with a whole bunch of black guys, their experiences are totally different. Of course they're going to be fighting because you know, they, you know, you just don't throw groups in together just because they have to be homogenous. You know, like if everybody loved, Wu, I mean, Jesus, what's happening today. If everybody loved Wu Tang clan, then yeah, they got something to talk about both Chinese black or, or white. Don't I mean, matter.
1: here's the thing though. Like, Living in the Bay Area, I know we're getting away from our topic, but that's okay. Um, When it came to, like, Asian and black relations, or actually I think more, because you talked about feminist men, right, with men's rights. White liberals, feminist men, like, will cater to and always, like, talk about black lives matter and black rights and, you know, we got to make sure we help, (laughs) but they they, they, they actually don't have any black friends whatsoever. Not that that is a, is a, is a giving indicator, but these white liberals are taught to like, they understand appropriation in the black community because of their education in university, not because they've actually worked with people in the black communities. And this is like a very surface level conservative talking point, but my white, liberal friends so-called in the bay area right would always talk about like oh we need social justice we need awareness for the black community it's like not a single one of you actually went and talked to these black people and asked them, like hey do you really care about you know the whole like racism aspect you're like nah like you know what i mean like no but, but next it's,
0: even, it's way grosser than that
1: and i think that that's why even six years or like when i was 17 first working at a safeway i kind of knew like Oh, it's not all that. Like these people are teaching us that all white people are racist and everything. And then back at the Safeway, you see people of all races
0: hanging out together. Like- yeah. No, but but here's the funny thing. As long as those white people get the, of um, boy like the pat on the back yeah. from a black guy goes. Oh, good on you. Yeah, like they they want what they want is street cred.
1: They want that street cred, they want that fist bump, is what they're looking for. You know, yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) That kind of thing, but that doesn't make you their friend, they're just telling you that just to shut you up, you know. But it doesn't mean they believe in it. And you you don't, okay,
1: so I'll tell you this this is how I knew. I got to say this, because this is how I knew I was a little bit more ghetto than some of these so-called, even like these white liberals, right? Who, you grew up in an affluent neighborhood. You grew up in Piedmont. Okay, Piedmont's the richest neighborhood in the Bay Area. You grew up in Piedmont. You went to like all white schools and everything, but you love hip hop. You're liberal. You know, you like like street culture. You you, you wear street clothes. You, You wear Kanye's like type stuff. This is the funny thing. I remember they were talking to some black people, right? And they were trying to be cool and all that, the hip-hop. They're white liberals, so they're trying to get that pat on the back. I swear, and this, you're going to get a real kick out of this story. One of the black guys said, oh, yeah, we're going to hang out. We're going to chop it up. And that's a ghetto term. But I knew what that meant. They didn't. Chop it up means chop up the weed and smoke pot. Right? Yeah, that, that's what it up. means. And they had no idea what that meant. It was like, "Oh yeah, we're totally gonna chop it up." Like, what do you mean chop it? Like, you know what I mean? And it was just a really funny interaction. But you wouldn't know that unless you actually spend some time around these people. Not because you you want to be ghetto, but you, you would talk to them longer. Yeah, you would you'd spend more- the vernacular. <laughs> I, I learned it. I learned it just by being around genuine people. That I was like, "All right, no," because I work with you guys. That's just how you talk. And then. I kinda that's what they told me. It's like, no, chop it up means chop up the weed. Like that, yeah. street, that is a very specific, like specific to black people Bay Area term for if we're gonna go smoke some marijuana, we're gonna chop it up, chop up the weed. And these these white progressives are just like losing it, like all street and everything. I'm like, you guys are
0: idiots, and they're just like they know how dumb you are. No, no, but that's what makes it oh, like I could tell you a story about Piedmont. I'll say it like this the Piedmont is so rich. That the director of Kaiser, like the head person, the CEO of yeah, exactly.
1: Kaiser building, right on Broadway in Piedmont, where it meets. Well,
0: they live in one of those mansions. I believe <laughs> I that. Could, I could tell you, it was, I, no, but you know, it's funny too because her husband was the director of. Um, I, I think he was the director of psychology for the for the prisons. Or the county jail or something like that. So, you know, big shot, you know, person. So you know it's it's all the shot callers and the big boys, they all live in Piedmont with those big giant mansions. It's like but it's actually beautiful when you go up there, you yeah. can see the you can see San Francisco. You can see the bay, that like
1: you're, the, you're the, thinking of the, like a Montclair Piedmont neighborhood, right? Like just yo, I don't even those...
0: know the name of it. I just I thought it was all Piedmont where those mansions are at because yeah. like i got real like because i actually knew like they actually called me there to work with their son
1: <laughs> well it's up in the hills right anything up in the hills is gonna be
0: yeah so i didn't say any names because there's a lot of directors at kaiser but anyway so uh this dude honestly thought he was a, a, a bl- he thought he was black so i remember the the mother was like hey you know bring in drag and and try to snap them out of it (laughs) because I looked, I, cause I still look ghetto and I used to work at the hospitals. I I looked very ghetto. I refused to wear because everybody used to have to wear white uniforms. I mean, I'm thinking, God, are you that old? Yeah. In the old days, everybody had to wear white. I refused to wear white because I thought it made me look like a monkey. I was like, I ain't wearing that. Like, you know, like, like one of them fucking monkeys when they do the musical, uh, and the, the guys, you know, the monkey goes looking around for money when that dude's playing that instrument. Uh, I was like, I, yeah, so I was, yeah, I was hella ghetto, but either way, uh, I remember that kid and, uh, God, he honestly thought, yeah, I honestly don't know what's wrong with him, but, uh, other than maybe he had to go to school in Oakland. Uh, because in, in those days, Piedmont was actually unincorporated. So it, it, it was its own city, but it didn't have a mayor. It didn't have police. It just had a sheriff.
1: It was kind of like it's, oh, this is Piedmont, you know, but it's yeah. not like the city. of. But
0: Piedmont. they still had to go to Oakland schools. You yeah. know what I mean? So I, I don't know because somebody goes, no, Piedmont's its own city now. I'm like, really? I don't know. Like, I I, I I really don't care because I haven't been to Piedmont in over 20 years. But either way, so that, yeah, so... When you said Piedmont, I was like, oh, God, like, I'll never forget Piedmont. <laughs> I,
1: I lived on Piedmont Ave for like four or five years. I lived in the cheapest, most ghetto apartment on Piedmont Ave, right next to Fenton's Creamery. I'm sure you know where that is. See, like, that's, yeah, no, but I think that's Oakland. No, but like... No, 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 you're Piedmont's... right, you're right. P- no, Piedmont Ave
0: is Oakland,
1: but yeah. Oakland Ave... A certain point of it is Piedmont.
0: That's the funny part about it. Oakland. Adds, really? See, I don't know. Like, cause only I thought Piedmont was the mountains, like the hills. Yeah, yeah, it
1: is. It is, but it's Piedmont, you have to understand, is a very isolated little it it's enclosed. So Piedmont can't really expand because it's 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 landlocked. It's landlocked inside Oakland. Piedmont yeah. is like this little triangle that's a specific zip code in Oakland, but it's like really, really rich people very see, and that's why
0: they're unincorporated you know <laughs> because seriously and because they have the money to see they, they have the money to do that and that's it really gets into sovereign see like this see Piedmont is an example of sovereign people and this 94 crime bill is an example of people who just love to be in prison and that's that's just like uh, that's why I like that term prison planet, but but it's the truth. Like man, I love that phrase. But that crime bill is exactly what prison planet is all about. That's the they want the entire world in a prison. But then people like Piedmont, they pretend to be this whole social justice warrior thing, and and they're the ones masterminding. You no, know, because think about it, you know. I don't know if she's still with Kaiser, I doubt it. But because of her age, she's probably been aged out, you know. Um, But Kaiser is behind a lot of this false information, using language to get people in a mentality where the government is good. Mm -hmm. Big insurance is good. Uh, You know, like, they make you believe all of these things, like, um, come see the doctor for preventative health. You know what I mean? It's like, why would you go see a doctor to prevent anything? Just live a, you know, diet, exercise, normal stuff. Like, you know, basic knowledge will tell you, you know, this and that. And you barely go to the doctors. You know, you don't need to go to the doctors when you're young because you're healthy. For the most part, the majority of people are healthy, but people like in Piedmont, they get you the mentality where, oh, we all need health insurance. We all need the police to, to do this and do that. And guess what? We're all victims. Let's punish the people making money, mm-hmm. whether it's your local drug pusher or Walmart or whoever. Everybody making money needs to be punished. Right. And um, because of that, Everybody bought into that 94 bills right. Mm -hmm. Clinton signed it. I think,
1: yeah, you're right about that because it comes down to the language and the false information that we need a crime bill that basically just extends already existing penalties and will damage people who honestly, probably all they needed was a slap on the wrist. It put more people away in prison, but it didn't mean that there was, see, here's the thing that, that we, I just want to make clear for everybody with the false information. It's not like more crime was occurring as the nineties went on. Crime stayed relatively the same. If anything, it probably went down a little bit, but more people
0: were being locked up. Yeah. So people, but, but here's the thing. Cause crime didn't go down. Uh, it, it stayed the same. Like the, you know, because, like people don't realize this, but when they do the murder rate, it's yeah. done by like one for every hundred thousand. Yeah, of course. So it's been relatively low. Even in Chicago, it's relatively low. Uh, Even
1: with black on black killings.
0: Yeah, it's about five for every hundred thousand. But but it's higher in Chicago. Yeah, because everywhere else it's like zero or 0.5 for every 100,000. So, but in the old days, believe it or not, the death rate used to be like 250 for every 100,000. That's high. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, heck yeah, five to 250. That's like high. It doesn't explain. Uh, It was vastly higher back in those wild, wild west days. But, you know, most of that was probably domestic violence. It wasn't like, uh, Mm -hmm. because, you know. Well, on the
1: flip side, you also could be vigilant on your own in the old days. You see what I mean?
0: No, but honestly, it was mostly domestic violence. No, seriously, because it wasn't like, you know, people robbing each other. It was, you know, because a guy got drunk, beat his wife, but beat her to death. And, uh that but see but that was a legitimate thing that happened in the west and, and uh people don't talk about like feminists they don't know crap they, they, you know oh they're gonna I said, do you guys used to know what happened in the old days the women used to get beat to i mean but again when you think about it i know because people say dude are you kidding me well because, morta- what about mortality too i mean like well yeah everybody died like when they were 50 but and, you know, 40, 50, you're dead. You're old at 40, old at 50. No, but think, because, like, when you look at the numbers, 250 people dying and 100,000, that's a small number. Right. But, and even now, five people dying for every 100,000, that's a small number. But, you know, two, 245 women getting beat to death by their husband, that's a significant difference than today. So when feminists say all these things about, oh, hey, this and that. Dude, are you kidding me? Do you know what used to happen in the old days? They used to just beat their women to death. You know, if they, you know, a lot of them, if they were religious, they'd do a King George and beat the woman to death. She'd be dead and do it to remarry. Because that's, that was a thing. That was a legitimate thing. So, you, you know, it, it's... um. Yeah, we totally went off topic, but. <laughs> well, I
1: know, I know there's a way we can tie this back, right? Just for the show's sake. And it's just to talk about what people need to understand with it, it, Joe Biden, Simone Sanders, right? These are just examples of like people who are advocating for, for, you know, making sure that we're putting these people in power and all that, but understand that like, it's not because they're making your country any safer with enforcement when it comes to the laws. This is all about making money prison is a business prison is like (laughs) it's true they spend so much money on prisons and you know i'm not for the death penalty i know you're i'm not but i'm not also not a hundred percent for no prisons whatsoever i know you're not for any prisons but i do think that we need to have some incarceration centers but at the rate like when
0: they're called county jails we should have county jails. Nobody should ever do more than a year, just like in a county jail.
1: Well, what if somebody is like a freaking serial killer rapist guy who yeah,
0: then we then in that case, honest to honest to uh
1: now, I'm not talking about burglaries here, like, un, no, no, like, no, like 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 non-lethal burglaries. I'm talking about like you're a freaking danger to society. You'll no, go but, killing twenty here's people. Here's the thing,
0: and and I'm a big believer of this. I honestly believe that if you kill somebody in self defense, then that's okay. That is acceptable. That's the only form of violence I could honestly support. And that's what I think. I, I believe you allow. You know, and I hate to say vigilante justice, but I, I this is what I believe. I believe you allow the the father or whoever to do what he needs to do. You know what I mean? To protect his family or do whatever, and, and just give him that shot because calling the cops and holding somebody down that's that goes against human nature. Because you should be allowed to defend yourself, and this guy happens to die, then you know, or you kill the dude. I don't know. I, I I just feel like that. I think that's a forgivable sin. You, you know what I mean? I, I, I you know, I, because come on, you're going to molest this kid or, or, or whatever. But I don't know enough about, about Christianity to honestly make that a uh, assessment, but I do know violence and killing is wrong. And, and, and that's what you make. I mean, literally that's what prison is. Prison is a place where you teach like good people, how to become, killers and that's what prison is and there is and that's why that is not a good place for correctional rehabilitation you know maybe you could put, instead of a prison you could put a guy like that i mean this is the truth uh because there's a place called Kalinga, and that's yep. for sexually violent predators so people like that you know child molesters you put them in a place like Kalinga, and then that's okay you know, because yeah. in theory, they're away from society, they're alive, but just the ghetto in me, like, dude, if I saw someone like that, I'd, and I probably have the strength to do it even now. I'd probably hit him so hard, he'd probably die from his wounds anyway. You know what I mean? But <laughs> it wasn't so with poetic. the intent to kill him. But if, yeah, you know what I mean? Because, dude, that's, there's something about, and I, I can't explain it, but, dude, there's certain things you just don't do. Yeah, You know what I mean? And and it's like, you know, so you get angry, but at the same time, I know it's wrong. Like, you can't just kill somebody. You know what I mean? But if you hit somebody so hard that they die from their injuries. No, because I remember like this one dude, and he knows this. And we were just messing around. It wasn't like a real fight. And uh, it's one one of them smoker fights or whatever that they have. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I just did a little kick, you know, half strength. And that dude went down for like a good 45 minutes (laughs) and he couldn't because they said I hit him either in the kidney or the liver and it was like the perfect shot. And yeah, he just went down and, uh, and they said he could have died from that. And, and, you know, was that intentional? No, was, that would have been an accident, but was that murder? Was that killing? No, I mean, I don't know. That's the whole point. But then it goes back to what, you know, in my mind, what Jesus says about thought crimes or an intent. You know, so you know, like if you lust for somebody, da da da, da, da. like my carnal mind in theory wasn't in about oh, I'm lusting for blood and lusting for but then again I'm fighting. You know what I mean? So maybe I was lusting for it. I don't know. That's that's why, like, you know, those are great areas that I don't know enough about because I'm an emo, I'm an immoral man so I, I never thought about stuff like that but i guess when you really think about it yeah i guess i would be guilty like if, if that guy would have died from his injuries yeah from that smoker fight in theory i guess i would have killed him and I, you know and even though what is intentional on in my conscious mind but subconsciously i guess i was lusting for fighting and that's why i did it Mm-hmm. But, you know, but then again, like that, those are things like without being a Christian or anything else, I have no idea. But in my gut, it's wrong. So even even that example, I guess I'm wrong. Uh, all fighting is bad because it's just only in self-defense. Because of self-defense, you're not thinking and, and you're, you're just defending yourself. And if somebody dies from that, then that's okay. But other than that, yeah, I mean, even for that. For that, even if it's a child molester, whatever, you put him in a place like Kalinga, and hopefully, you know, well, one, he'll never get out. But it's right. not a prison. He's then there with medical staff who know how to restrain people, and that's what they should do with them. Mm-hmm. That's part of the people who are mentally ill that don't know what's going on. Right. And, and you know, is that the way to, you know, because, like, I have to, I mean, even though I'm an atheist, I have to believe that evil people like, Hey, I just don't believe people are bad. Like I honestly don't believe people are evil, like just in nature. But if there, if there is a devil that has to be like, that's what demons look like. They're controlled by those demons. And, and the, cause you know, like, Oh God, I hate to think about things like this, but when I was working, you know, so many patients used to call me like, Oh, you got power. God, God, you know what I mean? But in a retarded way, and that's why, like, I don't know, like, when I look back in my life, I'm thinking, I don't know. It's like, it, and then with modern science and everything else, it, you kind of just have to believe, like, God is out there. And what if evil is real? Then, yeah, I don't know. I just don't believe in killing. I just don't. I mean, I could, and I just rationalize why we shouldn't kill. So to your honest question, what do we do with someone like that? You throw them in a place like Kalinga. Mm. I mean, my gut, like, like, initially, you know, like, I would want to beat them and kill them, but yeah, that's wrong. You know Uh, what I mean? Because you can't do that. You have to, you know, because they're not in control. If it's a real demon, then you put them, lock them up in a place like that and get that demon. Cause, and I, you know, not that I have done it, but a lot of people used to say the people I worked with were demonically possessed and I actually made them better (laughs) without the use of medication. So, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think you could use physical punishment to to change these people and, and just beat it out of them. So, I don't know. I mean, without killing them, you know? So, I don't know. It's it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, that crime bill is just, it's, just, it's all hokum. It's just not real. You know, there is no need for prisons. There just isn't. Because people are going to do what they're going to do. And there is no look if if somebody murders somebody or molests these kids, you can't take it back. you can't undo it. killing this dude doesn't make it better.
1: yeah,
0: it just doesn't, so okay. No, but yeah, that, yeah it's, it's, it's just a thing. And I, but I it, see
1: what you're saying, especially when it comes to corrective action, you know, with the prison system. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, I don't think it's, there's a defined answer to it, and that's why we should dive into it a little but, bit. But what here's the
0: thing, because I, I, I know a lot of people think like, oh, you're a big, giant vagina. You know, I said, no, it comes from being violent myself. Like, as a reformed, violent person, violence is not, the, like, killing is not the way. And that I know. Uh, but you know, can you beat somebody? Yeah, because that works. <laughs> you know, it really does. Like if you're going to change gang bangers, cause somebody asked me that because you know, with the meeting with whatever, and whatever the other day, they mm-hmm. asked me, that. I Like, you know, what you do is you beat these dudes down and don't let them go. Cause that's the problem. Most people beat you down and, and they think that beating is going to be the lesson that they need. It's like, no, you have to beat them down until you break them. The same way they would, you know, with the CIA, because a lot of people in the CIA, they don't believe in, in you know, enhanced interrogation or things like that, waterboarding, because it doesn't work, because they're trained out of that. It's like, no, it actually does work, but you have to know how to do it. A lot of people aren't trained in enhanced interrogation, so they don't know how to perform it. Um, the right. thing is, you got to break somebody down mentally, and then you got to rebuild them up. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's how it works. So you beat somebody down until you break them down. And once they get that fear of dying in them, then you build them back up and you don't let them go. Because if you let them go, then they're going to be able to take that much more the next time you try to break them down. And that's what our government doesn't understand when it comes to enhanced interrogations. That's what people don't understand about the streets as how to break somebody down mentally and, and like, when I really think about it, mm-hmm. you like, and I think that's why so many Christians aren't Christians because they've never been broken down. Cause I've seen like these born again dudes like come out of prison. <laughs> I know they're real Christians because why they've been broken down in prison. And when they come out, you know, they're not going back in. But the thing is, it's how they present their messages what always turned me off. Like, those Victory Outreach guys, because that's what they're called, Victory Outreach. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just like, whatever, dude. It's like, you guys are all wrong and ignorant. Yeah. But, like, again, that crime bill was passed and supported by every Christian I know. Every Christian I know supported that bill. Right. Right. Because they were so, you know, we got to stop the crime and stop the criminals and all this other stuff. But it's not about the crime. It's not about the criminals. It's about, you know, as they say, how do you change the hearts of a criminal? How do you do it? Mm -hmm. And, And that's why, like, you know, can I, and the only reason why I keep harping about Jesus and the new Testament is because I know the answer is there. I just, haven't read it, and I haven't figured it out because two of the Old Testament's interesting. because no, but you know, and, and I don't really wanted to get into this with this crime bill because right. Simone Sanders was literally talking crazy about this crime bill, saying this and saying, like, you just go you guys need to go watch her interview. Everything she said was just a bunch of misinformation. To get people into the belief mm-hmm. that it was the necessary evil to handle all of the here, give it to me. Oh, no, I have to it all the the evil things that were happening, yeah, and, and and that kind of language is still being used to support the myth of global warming. The and, and people people, oh, this. Uh, what do you mean the myth of global warming? It's happening. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with CO2, too much carbon dioxide. What, what is CO2, right? Carbon dioxide, right?
1: Yeah, it doesn't what burn.
0: Is, no, but think about it. I really want you to think about this. In CO2, in its real state, what do we call it?
1: In its real state?
0: Yeah. For Halloween, what do we use?
1: Uh, Dry you, ice. That's CO2? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what it oh, is.
1: I thought that was like liquid nitrogen or whatever because of the fact that it's... I don't know. I'm not a chemist. So it's that's CO2? That's what dry ice is?
0: Yeah. Hold on. I want to make sure because now I'm thinking I can't be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, CO2 at its pure form is literally dry ice. Because you know why I remember this? Because do you guys remember that, that story about Dippin' Dots? you know what and dots is that ice cream okay so dip dots is, is is crazy because they use co2 and uh this guy had a block of co2 he was delivering uh because okay co2 in its natural state, uh, it's super cold which right. is why this whole thing about global war I, cause I keep telling remember i think i said this before on the podcast Dude, if you guys understood anything about chemistry, you would know global warming is a myth the way they explain it. The world is getting hotter, but it has nothing to do with too much CO2 in the air. Mm-hmm. Because what is CO2 in its solid state? It is ice. That's why when you go on an airplane, it's always freezing cold. Regardless of the temperature in the desert, it's going to be cold as fuck when you get up there right? Haven't you ever been on a plane? Guess what? It's still 120 in sedan, but it's freezing cold up in the air where all the CO2 is at. Right. Why? Because CO2 is super, super cold. I mean, super cold, which is why it's such a small percentage of our atmosphere. Right. The bulk of our atmosphere is nitrogen, like by Uh, a lot we got okay so
1: yeah yeah we got to save it though for the uh, next episode we got to talk about the weather that's
0: my point so the use of language yeah very important right right about this how we use language like because people don't really understand like if if this whole global warming thing is true then we would have an outbreak of cancer because that's what would happen because Uh, there's something called bromide in in water. And when the sun hits it, it turns into um, potassium bromide. (laughs) But anyway, but yeah, I don't want to get all technical, but it turns into this chemical that causes cancer in drinking water. And it's the same thing in the air. So when there is too much CO2, we would be really worried about cancer causing bromide in the atmosphere. And nobody ever said, I've never heard anybody say that. Oh, yeah, you know, I've heard of skin cancer from this type (laughs) of radiation, but never from too much uh, of a bastardization of of bromide turning into something that's not carcinogenic to uh, potassium bromide. Mm -hmm. So, you know, anyway, so long story short, the language man it's all about language how we use our language and with simone sanders she was trying to control the language control the narrative of how we see uh how we see crime in this country how we uh turn because look i've said it you've said it prison is an industry yeah It really is. They want everybody to give up their rights. And that's why we tangent off into those vigilante groups and everything else. But it is. It's true. They want us to not think like those vigilantes in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Because they want us to give up our gun rights. They want us to, uh, you know, think it's normal to pay child support. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and go to jail for that how in the hell are we going to jail for missing a child support payment is beyond me because it costs more money to put that guy in jail than the money he owes. You know, like if you're paying child support in Texas or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know all the States that put people in jail for missing child support, but for those country, uh, states that do, that's a lot of money, you know, to put some man in jail because you got to hire this guy, that guy, this guy. So the business of prison is real. All of these police officers who make all this money, you know, and they have the right to kill you with very little education. Why is that possible? Because they controlled the language.
1: Right, right. You know,
0: why do we believe in global warming? Everybody says it. I don't care who you are, right or left. Mm-hmm. It's because they control the language. Like nobody ever used common sense that says, you know what? Isn't CO2 dry ice? Isn't that what that is? But nobody, nobody <laughs> understands the up. language. They're just like, oh, with this, and if you look at light, refra- what, but what does that have to do with dry ice? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, yeah. I mean, because even at the dipping dot situation, because, the, and I think uh, the, uh, the reason why nobody knows about the dipping dot situation is because mm-hmm. even though, okay, so the delivery guy had his mother in the backseat with the ice cream. <laughs> yeah. But, and you know, obviously he closed the windows kind of like a pet or a little baby. And the mother, when he came back, the mother was passed out and they believe that she might've passed out from asphyxiation from the CO2. Right. And, but they couldn't, they couldn't prove it because um when they tested the air, it wasn't enough to really cause asphyxiation, but they don't know. I mean, it's still, I mean, hell, who mm-hmm. knows what she was doing. But, um, but yeah, carbon dioxide is not the same as carbon monoxide. See, because right. everybody confuses carbon monoxide.
1: Which is methane, right?
0: Dioxide. What?
1: Is that methane or is that a different? No, no, gas? that's
0: the exhaust. Like carbon monoxide can be found in your exhaust pipe. Like yeah. all that crap coming from your engine. Yeah,
1: and that stuff will kill you if you...
0: Yeah, exactly. So she, that lady could have passed out from carbon monoxide, But, you know, if there would have been, but then I don't know, but they're they're trying to make it seem like maybe CO2 killed her. Mm -hmm. I mean, not killed her, made her pass out. But that's the point. My guess would be carbon monoxide, but they're trying to make CO2 this dangerous thing, but it's not. The trees need it to live. In order to create oxygen, they need tiny amounts of CO2 to make a boatload of oxygen. Oxygen
1: which is what we need to live
0: yeah and and, and and but and and i'm thinking how is that even humanly possible and then you know the only answer i have at this point in my life is fuck i'm tired of trying to study it it's probably just god <laughs> you know because that's the yeah. easiest answer but it also makes the most sense because of if, if god somehow some way explained the inverse of einstein's theory of rel- relativity which is proven because that's the other thing too and i told you how i thought i made up all of these things like oh my god i just unified the 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 universe you know with with that i da da all these things but after reading the bible like oh man it's already in right. here so all of my discoveries and things like that and even working out the math and just knowing that it's already been proven it's in the bible kind of you know mm-hmm. yeah it's hard not to believe in god when everything just points to it. It's like, cause it don't make no sense. Yeah. Everybody's saying how dangerous CO2 is, but I want to see the proof, even with the dipping dot situation. That I, think, really- I think
1: that that's what we'll have to dive in in a future episode. We got to wrap that up because of the,
0: a whole other thing. But yeah,
1: I mean, it's all the language, it's the manipulation of it. That's what people just need to really pay attention to, especially when it comes to facilitating independent thought, because taking news at face value, you're going to get the same result. You know, you're know, you just going to get people in both circles manipulating you, and you're not able to really think about this, right? And that's also the thing, being able to bridge the gap between things that may not seem related, but they are. You know, The whole vigilante <laughs> thing in Mexico ties into prison reform, and crime laws. So yeah, I'm gonna end it there, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the American Maiden Page show. We will continue this discussion and we got to talk about climate change. So we'll dive into that in the future episode. Yeah,
0: no, and racism too. Well like we did not touch any of the racism or progressive ideology, but man, that's whole Safeway thing just sidelined.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. We'll dive into it later this week. Take care, guys.